Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yes, you can. Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. Jam-packed we are. Plenty of football and baseball conversation so far this morning. Got to get to a little hoops in this hour as well. Uh, and we will have plenty of time for your calls. I- I'll tell you when to give us a call. Be about a half hour from now, and we will take your usual Monday hot takes. But going to circle back to the football conversation here. We'll do I'm Sorry What. I'm Sorry What? what, what? I'm Sorry what, what? I'm Sorry What? I'm sorry. What? With the assembled members of the hashtag crew around me, we will do I'm sorry. What? Which are interesting people saying interesting things. Tom Brady's team stinks. I cannot overemphasize the fact that they lost this game to Carolina yesterday. There's never been a get right game on a schedule better than this one. The Panthers fired their coach. They traded away their best player. They're playing without their starting quarterback and their backup quarterback. And they kicked the living stuffing out of Brady's Bucks yesterday, 21-3, to and it wasn't really that close. Here was Tampa Tom after. No one feels good about where we're at. No one feels good about how we played or what we're doing. So we all got to – we're all in it together, man. We've got to go pour ourselves out of it. Here's the thing. He doesn't look right. He doesn't look right on the field. He doesn't look right at the podium. He doesn't look right. And he is a person who has made himself what he is primarily – by putting every ounce of himself into the job. And that's hard to do. And it feels now like he's not able to do that. And there has been some evidence of that. The time he missed in training camp, the wedding that he went to. He's a person with shifting priorities in his life, and there isn't anything at all wrong with that. You can be an NFL Uh, color analyst on games, which he's going to be, and have a full life. I do not think you can be the greatest quarterback of all time and have a full life. Everyone around you has to live their lives for you. See here, I'll give you a quick story. Here's what this makes me think of. And obviously, Tom Brady and I have almost nothing in common, but we actually have this in common. So when I first got hired to do the radio show with Mike, I recognized I wasn't a famous person. I was a I wasn't, I wasn't whatever it is I am now by any means. I was just a guy trying to make it in a very crowded business that a lot of other people wanted to make it in. And I was young and newly married. And I said to my wife, I think we can turn this into something special, but we're going to have to sort of tailor our lives around it. Like, life is going to have to be built around making sure I can be the best I can be on this show. That means the hours that we do things. It means when we do and don't go out. Like, I had to get up at 3.45 in the morning. And you have to build your life around that. You have to make a commitment to that. And we did it. And it worked. I didn't do it. We did it. But there was one very simple reason. We didn't have a choice. Like, if we wanted to have the kind of life of which we could, at that moment, only dream... We needed that to work. If you get to a place where they got Brady and Giselle, where you don't need to do it anymore, they have all the money you could ever possibly imagine, and then some, you have accomplished more than any other player doing it has ever accomplished, you are now really doing it just because you want to. And there's a big difference between wanting to and needing to. And as a consequence of all of that, I can see where there is this, this, this agony in him. Like he looks, he's in agony right now as a human being, not as a football player, 
but as a human being. And that is causing at least part of what we are seeing from Tampa. Now, it isn't the reason their defense thinks, and it isn't the reason for a lot of other things. But that's what I see when I look at Tom Brady right now. And if it's possible to feel a little sorry for a person who has everything in life you could ever imagine, and then some, I actually kind of do. His is not an easy life right now. And I'm sure he will get everything back together again because down deep inside, I think he's a good guy. He's from a good family. He'll get his stuff together, however it is he does that. But right now, he's in a bad place. And I do not think that he and his team will be able to get it back together again in time to save the season. Now, they still may wind up winning that division almost by default. But they do not look like they're ready to be a championship-caliber team or anything close to it. So that is our first stop on... I'm sorry, what the next is from Aaron Rodgers after the Packers somewhat less stunning but still kind of shocking loss to Washington yesterday and for them to have played the month they've just played. Since they beat Brady and the Bucks, they should have lost at home to New England and Bailey Zappi. Then they went on the road to London and lost to the Giants and they came home and got obliterated by the Jets and then yesterday they lose to Washington and Taylor Heineke. Aaron Rodgers was asked, can you see yourself still getting something done? Are you still confident in this team? And he said, right, it does. I'm not, I'm not worried about this squad. In fact, this might be the best thing for us uh, this week. You know, nobody's going to give us a chance. Going to Buffalo and Sunday night football, the chance to get exposed, shoot, might be the best thing for us. So, He's sending a message to his team. That's what good leaders do, and he's doing it. I admire Rogers saying that. Nothing could be further from the case. It is actually the worst possible thing that could be happening to them is that they have to play Buffalo this week because Buffalo is the best team in the NFL, and the Packers are busy losing to a lot of teams who are not, and they look just terrible, and they are a 10.5-point underdog in this game. It is the biggest uh, spread that Rodgers has ever faced. He has never started a game as a double-digit underdog in his career. 234 starts, regular season and playoffs, most by any quarterback in history to never be a double-digit underdog, or the most in the Super Bowl era anyway. It goes back to the late 60s. They are going to get shellacked on Sunday night. Shellacked. And at that point, they're going to be 3-5. and five. And what he doesn't have going for him is the division. Because the Vikings are pretty good. I don't think they're great, but they're pretty good. So I, I admire what Rodgers is trying to do. He's trying to pump up his team and pump up his teammates and everything else. But the idea that the best thing that could happen to them is going to Buffalo this weekend. <laughs> Let's say, for the, at the very least, I don't agree with it. This is Greeny coming to you live above the Heineken River deck at Pier 17. We've talked a lot about Daniel Jones today. So Daniel Jones, in the moment that Marcus Johnson dropped a fourth down pass, the, Gi- the Giants dropped balls on Daniel Jones all day long yesterday. Tom Brady would have... Tom Brady would have been punching guys on the sideline. Uh, you know how Tom Brady goes after the, the, the linemen and everything? Tom Brady would have lost his ever-loving mind on the sideline. I didn't mind at all that Daniel Jones showed frustration in that moment because they, those receivers tried to give that game away on them yesterday. Daniel Jones is the kind of person who, after the game, apologized for showing his frustration. You know, heat of the moment and... and uh... You know, I wish I could have that situation back. You know, I pride myself on being composed in those situations and 
yeah, I, did, I wasn't there. So, you know, I got full faith and confidence in the world and in Marcus um, and, uh, you know, disappointed I, I let that happen. Hell with that. That's the only thing Daniel Jones did all day yesterday I don't like. Catch the freaking ball. I'm watching that game, and I'm kind of rooting for the Giants. Again, I'm not an anti-Giant person. I do not root against the Giants. Even a lot of people expect me to because I'm a Jet fan. I've never considered the Giants a rival. I like them. I like this kid, Daniel Jones. See, I was in on Daniel Jones before the world was in on Daniel Jones. You know why? Because I went to Northwestern. If you went to Northwestern, you knew who Daniel Jones was. Daniel Jones destroyed us twice at Duke. So when everyone was like, who is this Daniel Jones in the draft process? You didn't have to tell me who he was. I knew who Daniel Jones was, and he's a good player. And he was playing his behind off yesterday. And he's running, and he's throwing good passes, and his guys are dropping the ball on him left and right. I would have had no problem with him walking directly up to Marcus Johnson and saying, catch the freaking ball next time I throw it to you, or I won't. That's what quarterbacks do. I don't have an issue with it. Nuno, you have any issue with him showing frustration on the field or on the side? I noticed it on the field. Like in the moment the ball was dropped, you could see him. He's like, catch the ball. I have no issue with that whatsoever. Do you? No, it actually shows that he's engaged and he's taking that step as becoming a leader. Like, hey, do your job. So that was his apology for that is the only thing he did yesterday I didn't like. He's good. I'm telling you right now, he's way better than people think. Because people don't watch the games and they just think, oh, how are they when they're not giving up a lot of points? And He's good. He's playing well. He's, we have to get this out of our heads. See, expectations are everything in life, mm. right? So Baker Mayfield was the first pick in the draft. So you were exp- those are the expectations. And he's never going to be that, so he will never live up to what he was supposed to be. And Tom Brady, well, bad example because he's the greatest player of all time. Russell Wilson was a third-round pick. No one expected anything from him. So when he became a really good player, people were like, wow, this guy is fantastic. Daniel Jones, the sixth pick in the draft. Take that out of your head. It's a sunken cost. You're never undoing that. So just judge him based on what he is. He's good. I don't know if he has the potential to be great, but I'm actually not willing to acknowledge at this point, watching him now, that he can't be really good, that he cannot be an above-average NFL quarterback. That doesn't mean he's going to be top five, but could he be the 12th best quarterback in the NFL? Absolutely. And can you win a championship with the 12th best quarterback in the NFL? I think you can. Well, right now, Daniel Jones is, according to our metrics, the sixth best quarterback in the NFL. His QBR, scaled 0 to 100, is 63. That is sixth in the NFL. And I don't like the public commentary that rips him for his shortcomings throwing the football. Not just because he doesn't have many weapons to throw the ball to, but because he adds so much value as a runner. Those yards count too. Like if we're going to give Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts all the credit in the world for being dual threat quarterbacks, why aren't we willing to do so for Aaron Jones? It's, uh, for Darren, uh, Dan- Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. It's, part of the, it's a huge reason why his QBR is so high, but those yards and those first downs and those touchdowns count too. Give, it's, I think it's time to give him his flowers. I totally agree. Starting stronger starts at AutoZone, where they've got battery solutions in the form of free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's what makes them America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone with AutoZone. Nuno's notes are on the way, and then I'll tell you when to call. We'll get your hot takes in here. We are busy on this Monday. Come on back on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. 
Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. All right, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Going to open up the phones to you in just a few minutes. We'll do Nuno's notes coming up here, uh, as we will see what he put in the Google Doc today. Haven't heard a whole lot from Hembo. Excuse me, we've heard too much from Hembo. We haven't heard a lot from <laughs> Bubba today. <laughs> I just realized. Uh, so, Bubba, let me get a quick take from you of, uh, on the return of Dak yesterday. What jersey? That It's a Dak jersey mm-hmm. you have on there. Usually wears yeah, the Micah yeah, Parsons. First time in a while. Mike, Micah Parsons made the play of the day yesterday. Oh. So Dak was fine. He came back. They won they, they won a game. If anyone who didn't watch Cowboys-Lions yesterday, that game was a lot closer than the final score. Oh, for sure. Would make you think. Um, Micah Parsons made the biggest play of the game yesterday. Anyone who didn't see it, the Lions are going to score a touchdown. It's going to put them ahead in the fourth quarter. Micah Parsons comes from what felt like 50 yards away and chases down the tight end and tackles him on the one-yard line. And that's what set up Detroit fumbling on the one, and they never got back into it, and the Cowboys then put the game away. But that kid, Micah Parsons, Bubba, is so ridiculously special to watch. You're not old enough to have seen Lawrence Taylor play. and, and, and I, I saw him, yeah. You do. You remember LT? Yeah. What year were you born? 84. All right, so you don't remember LT. I mean, what are you, 84. What are you talking about? What was his last year, like 92, 93? How long did he play? Lawrence Taylor was drafted in 1982, I think. He was 90, drafted, 93. 93. 93. So he finished his career when you were, what, nine years old? Like, you don't, what do you think I was doing? I was watching sports. Yeah, okay. Well, whatever. The point is this. Watching Lawrence Taylor at his best, went with the 86 Giants. Oh, was, I didn't see his rookie year. Sorry. <laughs> he, was the, he was the best defensive rookie that ever lived, and he was the best. In 86, he was, he was the single best defensive player that ever lived. I will never compare anybody to him, or I can't imagine I'm going to. But this is this guy's. That's that's what it looked like. He can do anything on the field, and on every single play, you're just watching him. 
and he's doing things you can't believe. He is running people down. That, that's what it's all about. The physical gift. He's so freaking fast. That kid, Micah Parsons. Go ahead, Bob. I did not mean to shortchange your Lawrence Taylor knowledge. But go ahead. Give me your takeaways on Cowboys yesterday, in particular, Dak. Yeah, I mean, like you said, the defense clearly carried him, and then yeah, the score was 24-6, but as you mentioned, it was way closer than that. But, I mean, I, I look at these two first these two games, this one and the Bears next week, as essentially just extended preseason games for Dak. So he, he need, the, the offense needs a lot to work on come back, but I'm not worried or anything. It's it's fine. Just get Dak comfortable. He seemed healthy. Uh, he just needs to get reps with the, the offense and, you know, Another week with the Bears, then we'll get into a, a tougher schedule. So, feel, feeling confident, the defense was great, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm no no issue. And we had a discussion with Kenny and Carlin last week where they were debating should we should they keep Dak keep him resting until the bye week? And I think no, this is the reason why you got to play him so he can get the game action. So long as he's not under any greater risk right. of injuring the thumb, which they obviously feel he is not. Uh, by the way, you mentioned the Bears. They play tonight. Bears, Pats. Let's do a Monday Night Football preview brought to you by Progressive. Progressive Insurance gives you protection on the phone, online, or on the app 24-7 because things happen 24-7. Quote at Progressive.com. The, the number on that game last I saw was 10.5? It's down to 8.5. New England minus 8.5. Okay, maybe I had that. Maybe it was always 8.5. I what was, oh, no, it was the Packers who were 10.5-point right. underdogs. Sorry. So the number is 8.5. Is there any conceivable reason to think the Bears are going to make this a game tonight? Is, is the public all over New England? Yes, that would be the only reason. <laughs> what, what are the numbers? 78% of public bets are on New England. All right, New England. That, that tells you that the Bears are going to cover tonight. Mm-hmm. By the way, is it going to be Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi It's going to be Bailey Zappi, right? I mean, they're, I doing this, they're doing this weird thing with Mac Jones every week, but... They keep talking about Mac Jones. Everything I feel like I'm hearing out of there is that Mac Jones may play. Well, we'll see. One way or another, you know what's going to happen, regardless of tonight's outcome. When New England comes to play the Jets next week, the Jets will enter the game with a better record. Do you know the last time the Jets had a better record than the Patriots entering a matchup? The last time those two teams played each other. This is one of the most incredible statistics that I've ever seen. The last time the Jets and Patriots played each other, bear in mind, they're in the same division. They play each other twice a year, every year. Brandon is across the room. He's a Jet fan. Do you know the last thing? Just throw out a year to me. You think it happened. They can play anytime. Well, he said 1991. I mean, come on, now be ridiculous. It's 30 years. They've never had a better record than them in 30 years. You know the Jets were really good in the late 90s and the Patriots were not. But the point is the year is 2001. Oh. Week 12, Tom Brady's 10th career start. Do you know what else happened that year? The Patriots won the Super Bowl. (laughs) The Jets' streak of 40 straight head-to-head matchups without a better winning percentage is the second longest in NFL history, second only to the Giants and the Cowboys. They played 41 games in a row in which the Cowboys had a better record than the Giants from 1966 to 1988 which is almost impossible to believe when you consider that the Giants won the Super Bowl during that stretch as well. But the Cowboys were just always way better than them. Speaking of the Jets, they won. We talked about Brees Hall a little bit earlier today. I do have a soundbite here from Zach Wilson. He really struggled, um, but he didn't make the critical mistake yesterday. He came close, but he did not make the critical mistake that would have given away a game that their defense was going to win for them all day long. 
Here was Zach on his message to his teammates in the huddle after all the injuries they've had. Yeah, I mean, I said a little something there in the huddle. I mean, I don't feel like I need to, but I said a little something, you know, take advantage of this opportunity to step up, you know. Um, time to grow a pair, I think is what I said, which I don't know if I should tell you guys that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think the guys got the message. The guys stepped up, like, you know, this is my opportunity. It's where, it's where you know, more money and playing time and things come for people is in those, in those opportunities. Well, I guess that's a good. What, what, what did he say? I, I had a little trouble, to be completely honest with you, understanding what he was saying in the middle there. What was he laughing about? The joke he made was that he said, "It's time to grow a pair." I believe was the exact quote. Oh. I had that right, you know? I think, yeah, I think that was his. Well, that was his quip. I don't know. I mean, unless it's a pair of Brees Halls, that, that's that's. And, and then the, yesterday they also lose Elijah Vera Tucker. They're playing the game without Elijah Moore, which was infuriating when Corey Davis goes down. Um, so it is almost impossible not to be furious at him. But one way or another, as I said before, that was a game the Jets always lose. I mean, all of my life. Excuse me. <coughs> I'm going to sneeze. By the way, I've got, that look ahead, I've got that look ahead line for next week. Patriots, Jets. I want you to guess what that number is. Oh, the Patriots are going to be favored. Um, I'm going to say the Patriots are favored. This is at the Jets. Mm-hmm. The Patriots are going to be favored by two and a half points? Uh, one and a half. Yeah. Still no confidence in the Jets out there. Well. Still none. I mean, they've just lost their best offensive player. They're the quarterback is does I mean look he's the last couple of weeks he has not looked good uh, he hasn't made the big mistake um, and and that's a really good defense they played yesterday but look I, I'm not blind I mean I believe I'm a believer in Zach Wilson and I'm a believer in what they're doing now but I'm not blind I can see it and every time he throws a pass you're scared to death um, so let's hope but but he's still a kid. And it's just starting. And he also missed all so much of training camp in the entire preseason. So he's kind of working his way back in there. And and the offensive line has got a lot of injuries, and so there's a lot of question marks there. So I'm by no means down on the quarterback, but I, I understand why the Patriots would be favored in that game. Our numbers actually are starting to view the Jets a little bit more favorably. Right now, FPI gives the Jets a 61% chance to make the playoffs. When they map out all the possible scenarios, the likeliest scenario for the Jets is to be the five seed and to play Tennessee in the first round of the playoffs. Does that? How much does that take into account injuries? Like, does that take into account the Brees Hall injury? It doesn't take into account running back injuries because running back injuries don't really impact winning. Well, but the, but the, the, then they haven't seen Brees Hall play. I'm willing to bet you that this injury impacts the Jets much less than you than you think it might. I'm willing to take that bet. All right. I, I mean, the, the kid is special, and he is right now. The whole offense is built around him. The reason you say that is because generally quarterbacks are the most important part of an offense but right now if the Jets this year that has not been the case that kid has been the most important part of the offense and they're going to need him that said we'll see where it all winds up going from here all right let's open up the phone lines we've done a lot of talking today I want to hear from the hot takes we also have some of Nuno's notes that we will get to coming up but I also want to get in your calls your hot takes my number is 888-SAY-ESPN that's 888-729-3776 your hot takes coming off of a weekend in which we had all of the football we had the Baseball World Series get set. We got the NBA up and running. Anything you want to call about, if you can get through Nuno, you can get on the air. Greeny, the podcast.
Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from $25 and under to $100 and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. All right, we are rolling along here on ESPN Radio. I've mentioned it multiple times today. There is no one more obnoxious when his teams are doing well than Hembo. And uh, you brought that fire with you today. Hembo told us that this was the holy trinity of his sports fandom this weekend because A, the Phillies won. B, the Yankees got swept. And C, Carson Wentz's backup won a big game in the NFL, beating Aaron Rodgers. Which of those three brought your Philly soul the most pleasure this weekend? Well, my Philly soul was brought the most pleasure by the uh, Taylor Heineke win, believe it or not. Like that's, how, like, that's how masochistic I am as a fan. Like, obviously, watching Bryce Harper hit a home run in the eighth inning to send the Phillies to the World Series brought me great joy. <laughs> but I got more of a dopamine, uh, dopamine rush seeing Taylor Heineke celebrating with Carson Wentz on the sideline with Carson Wentz holding a clipboard far more than any other person in the world should have felt excitement towards that. Is sure. Heineke going to keep that job? Like the number of times I've asked the question, is Ty- Taylor Heineke capable of being a starting NFL quarterback suggests he isn't because we've had this conversation so many times before. I'll say this, Taylor Heineke gave the Bucks defense more trouble than any of the teams that they faced in the 2020 playoffs. Taylor Heineke demonstrated yesterday that he has answers for pressure. He was pressured 15 times in the game and took one sack. 
Washington entered the game having allowed more sacks than any team in the NFL because Carson Wentz doesn't have the kind of clock in his head to be able to get rid of the football. They're going to be way better. I don't know if they'll be able to make up enough ground to make the playoffs, but Taylor Heineke is the best quarterback on the Commanders, and it's not close. That's fair, but it doesn't necessarily answer my question, which is to say to be better than Carson Wentz doesn't necessarily mean you are ready to be an NFL starting quarterback. Look, this is it for Wentz. The end of the line yeah. for Carson Wentz has come. That's clear. Um, the question is, if Ta- I feel like if Taylor Heineke was going to become the quarterback of Washington, he would already be. Maybe so. Ron Rivera obviously doesn't much believe in him, but he's not really given much of an option now because Carson Wentz did get hurt. I mean, he, th- that Packers defense is obviously very average, but he played pretty well. He made some good throws. He's demonstrated that he has an idea what he's doing out there. I think he's going to string a couple wins together and surprise a lot of people. I, I ran through the numbers last week. Carson Wentz's teams, 100% of the time, get better after he gets hurt. This team's going to be no exception. Yeah, I, I, he's, uh, he's, he went to Old Dominion. Like, Taylor Heineke is just a player. No one came out of nowhere to become more famous for far <laughs> less clear reasons than Taylor Heineke has. Right? A, a big part of it is just his name. Yeah. It's so memorable. Yeah. Like, you can't forget, you never think, who's the backup? And you know, it's Heineke. Like, that's the one thing you know for certain. All right. We, we, continue, we continue in 15 seconds. That just tickled me. All right. My name is Greeny, and my number is 888 say ESPN. That's 888 The time has come for your hot takes here on ESPN Radio. We still have Nuno's notes to get to. I have a note on the Lakers I'd like to get in before we wrap up for the day because, boy, do they stink on ice. Um, And a few other things. But on these Mondays, I do like to take your hot takes. So this is your chance to be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, ESPN Nation, presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. But the takes today can come from football, college, or pro. They can come from the baseball playoffs. They can come from the basketball or anything you want. So, Bubba, who is our first today? We'll start with Scott. All right, Scott, you're on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Give us a hot take, Scott. Go. My hot take is to say, first, good morning, fellas. But listen, my hot take is when the Giants meet Dallas next time, it's going to be not drag, drag out, but I think 27-24 for the Giants because I'm a Giant fan. I'm arguing with my Dallas people here at work this morning, so that's my hot take. Listen, I think we're going to get them 27-24. And that would be on Thanksgiving. So, so for those of you who are not following this, again, the Giants with a remarkable little season they have going. And, Scott, thank you for the phone call. The Giants have what feel like three winnable games. Now, suddenly St. Louis doesn't feel quite so winnable, or at least – did I say St. Louis? Seattle? I, was, I meant Seattle, sorry. Um, with Geno Smith, I was, literally, I was busy scrolling as I was talking to get to, back to the Giants' schedule. They go to Seattle this week with Geno. And that's a revenge game, too, right? Geno and the whole thing with the Giants. It's a revenge game for Geno, I mean. Like, Geno was the guy that, that they started. What's his name? No, no, his name just jumped in my head. What was the coach again? The, the schleppy-looking coach who, who ben benched McAdoo? Eli? Ben McAdoo. Yeah, Gino, you. yeah, he was the one that uh, ended uh, Eli Streak. Eli Streak. That, that's who he put out there. So G- the two most famous things that Gino had in his career were getting punched in the face by his teammate as a Jet and then re- <laughs> replacing the benched Eli Manning and having Manning's streak come to an end by Ben McAdoo, who got fired for that. So, like, those were his lot in life. And then being Russell Wilson's backup, and we all forgot him. And now here he is. He's playing great. Geno Smith is playing great. That said, this certainly is a game the Giants could win. They've beaten better teams. Then they get the Texans and the Lions back-to-back. 
they could go into that game with Dallas. It's not inconceivable. They could go into that game with Dallas 9-1. and one. This fourth quarter magic the Giants are pulling out every single week is remarkable. So the Giants have won six games. They have been outscored. Outscored in the first three quarters of those games. They're plus 43 in the fourth quarter. What they're doing late in games is unbelievable. Brian Dable must be doing some sort of voodoo magic at, you know, during halftime. It's crazy. You know what? Because his team doesn't beat itself. They don't make big mistakes. They wear you down with their running game because that starts to matter late in games as defenses get tired. Yeah. Saquon, Daniel Jones. Giants are, are, are a team. They are good, and they're getting better. Uh, Bubba, who's next? We're going to go to Josh. All right, Josh, you're on the Dr. Pepper call in line. Give me a hot take, Josh. Hot take. Thanks for taking my call. I'm a New Orleans Saints fan. Our front office is the worst in the league. Mickey Loomis gave out Michael Thomas the worst contract behind Albert Hainsworth ever. We have a tight end who doesn't play tight end. He's making $40 million a year. And I don't understand how the Panthers are one game behind us. This is horrible. I'm a homer, but our team, Drew Brees, was falling off, and we decided to give out all these contracts to keep him up, upright, and now we're horrible. Thank you very much. Joe Flacco has more playoff wins than Drew Brees. <laughs> are you sure you're a Saints fan? Or you're, I mean, if you're down on Brees, like I, I get being down on the team right now, but it's kind of tough, I would think, to be down on Brees. Here's where I thought when I first heard the caller is from someone who's a Saints fan. I, the first thing I thought I was going to hear was they're going to win that division. And oh, by the way, they might. They only have two wins, but one of them is in the division. They beat Atlanta. So they have played two division. Now, they actually lost to Carolina. That was Carolina's other win. So they're one and two in the division. But still, right now, first place in your division is three and four. New Orleans still has a chance to make some sort of comeback. They're all hurt. I mean, they're like yeah. all always hurt. Winston is always hurt. Michael Thomas is always hurt. Kamara, it feels like to me, is hurt a lot. All the guys on that team, you know, are always hurt. But this is the Saints going for it. The Saints traded their first-round pick next year to get Chris Olave, the receiver from Ohio State. Right now, the Saints are in line to have the seventh pick in the draft. They don't have the pick. Right. The Eagles have the pick. It's That's like right. now or never for the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, I like Olave too, but still, uh, no, I'm with you. They, 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 they're a win-now team, and they're not winning now, so that is obviously <laughs> a major problem. Uh, Greeny on ESPN Radio. Bubba, who's next? Next up, we have JR. All right, JR, give me a hot take. Hey, man, uh, no hot take. Uh, just want to ask him, Bo, if he's happy with the Philly fans saying that they want a, a piece of Houston as well. Uh, I'll leave it at that. Okay, thank you. What did he say? He said he wanted my take on the Philly fans chanting, we want Houston, after the Phillies clinched the pennant yesterday. What did you think of that? Of course I liked it. I'm the one that sat here and said that the Yankees should want the Astros in order to exact revenge. The Astros are the best team. The Astros are the best team. The Phillies are going to have the opportunity to beat them four times in seven games. Of course, the uh, Astros are favored, as well they should be. But what are you supposed to chant? How about, please come back, Yankees? Cause be, <laughs> I mean, like, the, the, it's a stupid thing to say, to say we want the better team. It is a stupid thing. But look, that's the, that's the, at the time they were chanting this, it was obvious that's who you're going to be playing. Like, what, what do you want the Phillies fans to do? It's like they're all charged up running down Broad Street. Of course they're going to chant this. No, you could have chanted Almost anything else. Like, how happy am I? Grease the polls. Go Grease Bryce the polls. Yeah, chant anything MV3. you want. MV3. MV3. You don't have to chant, we want the Astros. <laughs> I think we're going to beat Houston. Like, if you were a boxer back in his heyday, would you say, I want Mike Tyson? Or would you say, I want someone who doesn't hit nearly as hard as Mike Tyson does? <laughs> like, I'm, 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 I'm enthusiastic, but I'm not an idiot. Uh, let's do another one here. Oh, Bubba, who you got? Yeah, you're an idiot. I, I may say it. Go ahead, Bubs. Who we you got? got? Uh, we got Gary. All right, Gary, you're on ESPN Radio. 
Gary, go. Yeah, my hot take is, I'm from New Orleans, but my hot take is about LSU Tigers. I don't know if you're watching, buddy, but uh, we grew in a quarterback that I think is going to be fabulous, okay? And the team's coming together. We've only been playing seven games, and I think we're going to give Bama a run for their money in two weeks. What do you think? I do, too. I, I think, look, here's the thing. Brian Kelly... There are so many things about him that people don't like over the course of time because he would yell like crazy at people on the sideline. People had a hard time with that because he's so combustible. He gets all red in the face and he was screaming and all that kind of stuff. And because he was the coach of Notre Dame, people were generally inclined to dislike him. And then he goes to LSU, gets the huge money, and immediately adopts a fake Southern accent. And that was very easy to make fun of. What is forgotten in all of that, he's an outstanding football coach. Outstanding. He did an outstanding job at Notre Dame, and he is going to do an outstanding job at LSU. Now, he took over at a place where it had become a mess, obviously, both on and off the field. So maybe it takes him a year or two. But he will have LSU in a place where they'll be competing with Bama. He will have that for sure. Whether they can do it in two weeks or not, that I can't tell you. But two years from now, when we talk about the big, big, big teams in college football, Brian will definitely have them as one of them. Brian Kelly is not a good coach. Brian Kelly is a great coach. He's, yeah. he, he's going to win way more games uh, with LSU than Notre Dame is going to win this year without him. And this is a rebuild year for LSU. And like you said, Ed Ogeron left that program in shambles. For him to turn it around this fast is incredible. And I would not at all be surprised if they gave Alabama a handful next week. Yeah, what, what was the, their record last year? I mean, they, were, they, were, they weren't... This wasn't a down year by a big program standards. They were off. They were six and seven. They already have six wins right now. Yeah. They're, they're, so he's a great coach. So I agree with that. All right, Bubba, give me one more. Let's go to Cam. All right, Cam, give me a hot take. You're last up here. So you are a pressure hitter. Uh, knock one out of the park for us. Cam, go. I appreciate you guys having me on. Can we do me a favor, though? Can we knock Aaron Rodgers off this high horse? Can we finally put him in his perspective place that he's supposed to be in? That he's as great as a quarterback he is, he will never be in the likes of Tom Brady. Tom Brady has taken guys who you have never heard of at their skill position, and now you know their name, a la Julian Edelman, Amendola, guys like that. Aaron Rodgers, as great as a quarterback he is, he has lesser talent, and he is just not getting it done. There is no excuse, but he has the right to go up to the podium and act like he is just some philosopher that knows the game so well. But he still is not going out there and performing and putting up wins. And there is no excuse for having the number one receiver in the game on your squad. And then the next year, you're at the podium saying detailed things are the reasons why we're losing the game. That's between you and the guys that you're playing with, that you're out there on the field, on the practice field with every day. You have the best receiver in the game. Now you're sitting at, what, three and four? Yeah. And we don't even know if you're going to be in the playoffs. It's a good That's call. Bad. And you're supposed to be a great quarterback. All right, thank you for the call and thank you for the hot take. Let's say this about Aaron. You lose the music there. That's a good one. Look, there's a lot to be said. Aaron Rodgers rubs a lot of people the wrong way. I'm not going to defend comments. I'm not going to defend body language. I'm not going to defend everything that he has ever said and done off the field because there's a lot of it that I feel the same way you all do. Here's what I will say. You cannot question the play. Like, you cannot question the play. Sports history are divided up into two separate kinds of all-time greats. The ones who were just the best and the ones who accomplished the most. 
So he's nowhere near the list of the ones who've accomplished the most. All right. So so great quarterback play in pro football goes back to names like Sammy Baugh and Sid Luckman and Otto Graham and Bart Starr. But most people, I think, consider the modern era of pro football to be the Super Bowl era. And that kind of coincides with my lifetime. So I'll give you the rundown. In, in, in my lifetime, there's a handful of quarterbacks who have accomplished far more than he did. The obvious ones being Tom Brady and Joe Montana. But there were plenty of others as well who accomplished more than Aaron Rodgers did. But what I will say, and those include John Elway and Roger Staubach and Troy Aikman and, and others. But as far as just the best, if you ask me who were just the best quarterbacks you saw, not the greatest, not the ones who accomplished the most, but the best I'm not sure the first two names I wouldn't come to are two guys that did not accomplish anywhere near the most. And that is, in either order, Aaron Rodgers and Dan Marino. Like those, No one was better than those two guys. No, there was ne- no one ever played the position of quarterback better. They just didn't do all the things that you do and they didn't win. And some of that is their fault and some of it is not. But those two guys were as good as anybody. Now, we have a new generation of player here that is doing stuff that those guys couldn't have ever imagined. So guys like Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, they may, they may obliterate the best stuff. They, they may become the boat, and, and there's nothing to even talk about. But Rodgers is that good. Like I'm, I'm not in any way going to take anything away from Rodgers as a football player, and I, I think it would be short-sighted to do so. Do you sometimes not love all the things he does and says and the way he leads? Yeah. I also do not think he has been blessed. One of the biggest differences between Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers is named Bill Belichick. Mm. It's, it's becomes kind of fashionable to dump on Belichick. Oh, by the way, look at them right now. They don't look so bad. They're going to blow the doors off the Bears tonight. They're going to be four and three. They're going to be right in the middle of it all. So I'm not, Bill Belichick is the best coach ever. Yes, he had Tom Brady. But Brady also had Belichick. So I, I, if, if, if Aaron Rodgers had played for Bill Belichick, we might be having a little different conversation about him. Yeah, body of work aside, though, let's just look at the 2022 Packers and nothing aside from the 2022 Packers. Yeah. Where in the distribution of blame pie would you put Aaron Rodgers himself? Aaron Rodgers' numbers right now are just not good. How much of that do you put on him and how much of that uh, do you put on other I, I put the biggest part of it on him because I think his indecision – is the reason Devontae Adams isn't there, mm. and that's the single biggest factor. And look, I think Aaron Rodgers wanted to leave. He probably should have left. And I think in some moment of inspiration that he gets from places that I don't fully understand, something in him said that the idea, the romantic idea of finishing his career and playing it all for one franchise, which is such a rarity in sports anymore, that that appealed to him. You know, the Kobe Bryant, Derek Jeter, you know, there's not that many of those guys. Tom Brady finishing in someplace else. Michael Jordan finished someplace else. Brett Favre, his, his predecessor, finished someplace else. For whatever reason, I think that, that idea grew on him. But that was an idea that should have grown on him sooner than it did. Hmm. Because I think his lack of committing, recommitting to them as quickly as he could have screwed up a lot of things there. And I think the last few years took their toll on Devontae Adams, and he wanted out. And I think that's what's killing him and them. I think that is killing Rodgers and is killing the Packers. Okay, um, so I didn't have time for Nuno's notes, which is a shame because some of them are always a lot of fun. I do want to finish again with tonight's game, Patriots. So, wh- what was my record, by the way, last Friday? My picks, I- again, I'm, I'm pitting you against went, myself. You went 2-1. Two and, two and one. You ended up losing the uh, Colts-Titans game. So Once again, I'm picking against myself. So my gut feeling on that game was Titans. 
So I bet Colts, and it wound up being Titans. But the other ones, my gut feeling was San Francisco. Kansas City killed them. And what was the third one? Seattle? Uh, Seattle Chargers. Yep, you win Seattle plus five and a half. All right. So right, the, the Patriots, what's the Patriots number tonight? It's down to eight. Patriots minus eight. See, I think the Patriots are going to win this game by 50 points, which tells me you should take the Bears plus the eight. The official pick is Bears plus eight. Hashtag KOD. The kiss of death. Because what Bill Belichick has always historically done to inexperienced quarterbacks is extraordinary. And what the Bears have going with their offense right now is not good. So <laughs> I, I think I, I, I can't fathom a world in which that ga- this game is not a three-touchdown finish at minimum. So jump on the Bears with both feet, and we'll see you back in Better Than Ever tomorrow on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.